Around 50 days until the White Sox open the season up at Houston, pitchers and catchers report to Camelback Ranch next week, and there will be baseball later this month. So how are you feeling about this upcoming season? If you are feeling apathetic and indifferent, then you are not alone. However, I've heard from some fans that are upbeat and hopeful that everything will go right for the Southsiders. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Socks. Uh, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Hey, really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. If you are looking for uh, a White Sox home run leader this season, uh, look no further than perhaps Aloy Jimenez. Pedro Grafol uh, is looking not for just one uh, player, but possibly seven or eight players to help the White Sox bounce back this year. And we are just days away from some action in Glendale, Arizona. How are you feeling about the White Sox? Welcome back to Locked on Sox. Uh, look for additional episodes on uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week. We'll be back up to five episodes once spring training gets underway. Hey, appreciate you passing this podcast along to other White Sox fans in your life. Uh, and remember, Wednesday's episode this week, Mailbag Wednesday. Get those questions in, uh, predictions, comments. Maybe you just want to vent about what has gone wrong, or maybe uh, some things that have gone right with this offseason. Get all those comments, everything in to LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. We'll open up the mailbag on Wednesday's episode. So we are around 50 days until the opener. Um, How are you feeling? That's probably a question you've asked other White Sox fans in your life. You know, you get together, a family function maybe, or maybe you just haven't seen somebody uh, in a while, you might be gathering for a Super Bowl party coming up here uh, this weekend, and and you, baseball's on your mind, you know. And what are you feeling? How how what do you think is going to happen with our White Sox? And you start getting into predictions, and you know, I ask that on social media. I've asked that to to friends and family in my life recently. Lots of apathy out there. Uh, you can feel it. You you can feel it for sure. Uh, a little bit of optimism, you know, and, and some folks with a little bit of confidence. Uh, some folks just unsure. You know, I don't know how to feel uh, about this team. This uh, this offseason has left me once again feeling incomplete. I'm frustrated with this organization. I'm frustrated with Reinsdorf and Hahn. 
I'm frustrated with what happened with Clevenger. I'm frustrated they didn't answer, uh, you know, all of their needs once again. I feel like I'm being lied to. You know, I, I just can't commit the time or the money uh, to this organization like I have over the past few years when I thought things were going in the right direction. Uh, I hear that. Uh, I totally get that. And you got to fan however you want to fan. I mean, you know, you don't need permission from me, but you know, I, I there's so many different ways to slice it, and and it starts really from the first. Uh, it tends to start from the first game of, of the regular season, and and I and I live by every pitch, and and I've had people try to talk me off the ledge, and and that's not. I don't think that's necessarily helpful. Uh, I get their perspective, and uh, you know, I, you got to do, you got to, you've got to be in it, however way makes you feel comfortable, and. Uh, this offseason has not produced confidence. You know, there's hope. There's definitely hope. And we want that going into a brand new season. You know, aside from just, hey, we're going to get an increase from the player potential. Folks are going to be living up from the back uh, to the back of their baseball cards. And we're finally going to see guys stay healthy and, and I'll play at once. Aside from that, you know, you don't, we don't have much to go on. So I went down uh, and, and did kind of a Rick Hahn retrospective. And uh, if you've got the stomach for it, you know, I, I encourage it. Go ahead, Google, you know, Rick Hahn offseason needs or offseason wish lists. Go 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it is uh, laughable, really, the things that Rick Hahn has said in November, December of those, uh, those off seasons that I mentioned, uh, he, he's saying the same thing, essentially waiting for the market to present itself, uh, DH and second base, uh, are areas of concern. How often have we heard that? And the bar needs to be set high. And, you know, he gets poked fun at the ask me after the parade and all those catchphrases of his that uh, have blown up. But, when you read, when you go back, if you want, if you've got the time and you've got the stomach for it, and you read some of the things that he has said about how this team is going to get better, and you think, well, that didn't happen. You, you didn't do that. You know, who's holding you accountable for these things that you you missed on? Uh, and and that's where I think a lot of anger, maybe uh, apathy, uh, the indifference of this upcoming season is because of the off season. You know, this it's really a story of if you get to a point where you are um, just unsatisfied, you're not willing to give this team any more money or your time. Well, where did that come from? And, and there's a variety of different answers. But when you go back, you know, four or five years where this rebuild started and, and following, you know, how things went and then it, it paints a picture of possibly your feelings. And uh, it was troubling to read some of his quotes and just, wow, that didn't happen. You missed on that. You promised us this, this never went uh, the way we wanted it to. Uh, but again, it's, it's the way it's the white Sox way. It's the Jerry way it's, it's Han and Williams and all that kind of stuff. So I found something from December 6th. Uh, so just, you know, a, a couple months ago around the winter meetings, 2022. And this was a really interesting statement from Rick Hahn. Loved using the term open-minded. Uh, so this was Rick Hahn in early December, just a few months ago. A year ago, we were coming off a division championship, Hahn said. We were wildly prognosticated to win the division going away. So a blockbuster roster-shaking move was probably a, li a little less on the agenda this year. 
I think we have to be open-minded given the way we performed in 2022. Does it mean that's what's going to happen? Not necessarily, but we at least have to be open-minded to something like that. But again, it's a matter of being open-minded, and we know where we sit in terms of the 2023 team, in terms of our competitiveness and competitive cycle and what our goals are and how we're pot-committed in a few areas. Uh, we're going to remain open-minded about ways to get better. In terms of the mega free agent deal, he said, I think that, again, some of those are probably going to have to come together in the coming days to lead to a little more activity in the other markets. We're not driving that bus exactly. Uh, and there was a lot of other stuff in terms of you know, the trade market. And, and that, was, that was a big one this past off season. The Sox are going to get better. Uh, through the trade. And when we didn't see it, we never saw it again. I think the Sox were waiting for that, uh, the dust to settle, right? And uh, the, the refusal to for the White Sox to set the market on their own, they're going to wait for everybody else to, to get what they need. And then we'll figure out how we can operate. Also, the Sox just don't have the farm system. They don't have the assets to deal with some of these trades that are really going to improve uh, this White Sox roster. So there was a trade, though, folks. Rick Hahn wasn't lying. A few days ago, uh, late last week, there was a trade with the Boston Red Sox, and MLB uh, trade rumors were all over it. This was Mark uh, Pollock with the uh, the article. Uh, the White Sox acquired right-hander Franklin German from the Red Sox in exchange for righty Theo Dellinger. Uh, both teams have announced the trade, and the White Sox also announced that right-hander Jason Billus was designated for assignment to create roster space. Uh, Jason, we hardly knew you. Uh, Boston designated German for assignment earlier this week in a bit of a surprising move, uh, given that the Red Sox had named German their minor league pitcher of the year. Uh, German had a 2.72 ERA and a very impressive 32.5% uh, strikeout rate. Uh, over 49 and two-thirds total innings between Boston's AA and AAA affiliates, all in bullpen work. This performance earned German his first bit of Major League action, though he had an 18.00 ERA over his four innings in the show. Uh, 2022 was German's first season as a full-time reliever as he started to run into some struggles working his way up the ladder as a minor league starter. It could be uh, that the move to the bullpen might be a turning point for the 25-year-old German, and the White Sox seem interested in seeing if his 97-mile-per-hour fastball can translate to consistent results as a relief pitcher. Hey, there's nothing wrong with grabbing more pitching. Uh, you know, this is an old adage, when you think you've got enough pitching, go get some more. And the Sox have done that over the last couple of weeks, grabbing guys here and there. And I think it's a result, obviously, of the writing on the wall with uh, Mike Clevenger. I don't think he's ever going to pitch in a White Sox uniform. Um, again, that that's still, you know, that process is still ongoing. We'll see what happens with that. But the Sox are trying to grab whatever they can. Uh, is Davis Martin going to be your fifth? Who's waiting in the wings? Uh, is it uh, is it uh, Sean Burke? You know, there's an excellent write-up by James Fegan in The Athletic about maybe Burke stepping in. You know, we need some arms in the farm system, and uh, we're going to need some bullpen help for sure as we're trying to figure out that uh, that closer role as well. So, Franklin German, uh, you uh, you were the trade uh you were the trade candidate, I guess, uh, the winner of, of the big trade sweepstakes. And uh, 
We'll see what happens in spring training. Nothing wrong with a little bit of competition as we try to figure out uh, who's going to make this team out of Arizona. Uh, the more I do read, though, about our farm system, the more I want to focus on what we have at the big league level. I'm going to tell you uh, why my way, though, is probably the wrong way of thinking. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Well, you got to try a Built Bar. Uh, we just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built with Built. Healthy is actually uh, tasty. Uh, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution if you're still on that resolution. Uh, what makes Built Bars so good? For starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining ama amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box in the mail for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Uh, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk up to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. Uh, you can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and uh, cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. So as I uh, alluded to in the previous segment, you know, there's been some other minor moves that you might have noticed uh, that have come across uh, the White Sox just scrambling to grab a couple guys here and there. Uh, Sox aren't the only team doing that as other players are designated for assignment and so forth. Uh, again, competition, there's nothing wrong with it as we head out to, uh, to spring training, uh, whether it's figuring out your bullpen or obviously we've got a second base situation on our hands. Although I think we're, we kind of know where that's going to go, but uh, the Sox had some other uh, minor moves. They picked up AJ Alexi, uh, maybe some starting pitcher depth uh, more like in the minors though. I think that's going to be a Charlotte situation, but again, more arms, the better. And uh, Nate Mondu, uh, a possible second base uh, situation, uh, you know, what happens in spring training, I'm, I'm doubtful like he makes any noise. I think it's more of a uh, padding the farm system. So just a, a couple of things here and there. And I think you're going to see that uh, throughout this week. And and again, and then into spring training, you know, as teams start uh, cutting guys and getting their roster in shape, who knows? Maybe the White Sox are like, you know what? We've had our eye on that guy. Uh, let, let's bring him in, and, and maybe we can give him a minor league contract. You never know what's going to come of it. Uh, speaking of the minors, uh, Keith Law from The Athletic uh, gave out his MLB farm system rankings recently, and the, and the White Sox came in 28th place. Uh, not a surprise. This was Law's write-up, if you saw it in The Athletic. The White Sox's system has had a lot of two steps forward, three steps back with one of the a better first-year breakouts last year in Colson Montgomery, who gets Corey Seager comparisons from scouts, but some pretty awful seasons from other high draft picks. They've continued to pay their biggest bonuses to Cuban players and in international free agency. 
Uh, but since Luis Roberts, uh, it's been a string of disappointments of the prospects here who still look like they've got some major league value. Uh, there's a nice mix of bats and arms with some guys who could be starters with some infield depth. Yeah, I, you know, maybe it's not the right way to think of things. And we've talked about the farm system quite a bit on this podcast, as a, a lot of other podcasts are, because it is so bad and it was so good uh, several years ago. And I tend to now focus on well, what's going to be around in Chicago, what's going to be on this club uh, helping this team. Uh, win the AL Central. And I know that's probably short-sighted and it's not the right way to think of a fan, but I, I'm, I'm going to fan how I want a fan. And I, I can't think about, you know, necessarily, well, what's coming up the pipe? You know, I played that game back in 2016, 2017, 2018, maybe even into 2019, maybe some of 2020. And I just got very disappointed at not only the drafts and the busts and guys not materializing and, I still don't know who what we have in, in guys like Mancada and, and Robert and, and Jimenez or in Kopech, you know. And so I, there's been a lot of factors with that. Um, I hope the Sox figure it out. It, it's a philosophy, right? The development, uh, the drafting, the acquiring of other talent, uh, top down. Like, do they have the right people to run these programs? You know, that, that's the hope. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of focused on, on what we've got, uh, what's going to be available uh, for us to watch uh, on the south side. And Scott Merkin, uh, I guess, had an opportunity to sit down with uh, the new manager, Pedro Grafol. I got something in my email box you might uh, have as well from Scott Merkin. I'm sure it'll be an article on uh, whitesox.com very soon. And, and Merkin asked Grafol if his off-season preparation and conversations led him to one key player on the 2023 White Sox team. If that player goal goes, the whole team goes. Someone like a Tim Anderson that we used to think of in, in prior seasons. Uh, well, the new White Sox manager, according to Merkin, would not limit his answer to one, mentioning seven or eight players in that moment. Uh, this is Grafol uh, saying there are a lot of guys with a chip on their shoulder, a lot of guys that feel like last year wasn't the year that we were supposed to have. Uh, me mentioning one or two, I don't think that would be accurate in my conversations with all these guys. Uh, there is a serious chip on our shoulder as a team and an organization that this is going to be a different vibe and a different year. These guys are pumped and ready to go. I'm excited about that. And and there's been a lot of talk uh, from Grafol, and there's been a lot of, you know, last year can never happen again. Like we're going to use last year as a motivator. And that's a great message. I mean, that last, those last few sentences by Grafol there that I just read, I mean, that gets me kind of excited here. You know, if that really can translate into some urgency, into better play, into guys staying healthy and producing uh, and racking up some wins early on in April and May, playing just sound baseball, I'm all for it. If you could speak it into existence, great. Keep up with these, you know, these catchphrases and, and all this stuff. I don't care how many taglines you want to create. Uh, if it gets the players to play, wonderful. But interesting stuff there uh, from Merck. Uh, the White Sox set their prices for parking. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, Loya Menes actually might be an early favorite for the team home run crown. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment.
Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, this year, uh, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Uh, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner uh, for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can uh, bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat First bet, uh, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, uh, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Uh, the over-under right now for the Super Bowl is uh, 50 and a half. Seems like it might be kind of high. Super Bowls are sometimes lower scoring, but that's up to you. 50 and a half over-under. And any player passes over 505.5 yards that's the super bowl record that's a plus 8000 bet right now uh, something goofy that you might want to put some money on uh the FanDuel sportsbook app is safe secure and super easy to use best of all you can get paid your winnings instantly so join FanDuel today at fanduel.com/lockdown to claim your no sweat first bet on super bowl 57 that's fanduel.com/lockdown Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Some odds and ends here to get to before we wrap up. Hey, uh, I, I don't know if you got this email. If you're a season ticket holder, you got this email. It was a season ticket holder a newsletter, and they wanted to let you know that parking is now $30 uh, during the week. And I even think on Saturdays, $20 now on Sundays. If I'm not mistaken, it wasn't that long ago where it was 10 bucks to park on Sundays. It was family Sundays. You know, they make they made a whole thing out of it. It's only 10 bucks to park at the game. Bring your family, you know, uh, come early, come often. 20 bucks on Sundays, still not terrible with, you know, in, in terms of parking for concert event, events, uh, sporting events, whatever. $30 to park right now. That's gone up. That's gone up significantly. Uh, but that's where we're at right now. I think season ticket holders get a bit of a discount. And uh, I don't know, you can check out that, that email, but 30 bucks. Wow. Uh, and the new spring training hat, if you saw it, it's out. It's literally last year's hat with a new uh, patch on the side. So, so there you go. Uh, if you're looking for some positive stuff, uh, folks are high. The folks are bullish on Aloy Jimenez uh, to not only stay healthy, but produce. Uh, I saw this on MLB.com over the weekend, and they were going through uh, 2023 home run leaders for every team. And Aloy Jimenez is uh, the man for the White Sox. Uh, they've got uh, Jimenez at 31 projected. Uh, Jimenez is reportedly feeling healthy after two consecutive injury plagued seasons. So 31 home runs, which would match his personal best, uh, could seem a conservative estimate by season's end. I think that is a little conservative. I, I would love to see him get 40. Magical 40. Uh, if he could stay healthy, could be more. Who knows? Big ifs there. As long as he stays out of right field. Uh, and then uh, they said, keep an eye on Yohan Mankata. Uh, maybe 17 home runs for this guy. Mankata has never quite matched the great numbers from his breakout uh, 2019 season, but he's just 27. So you got hope there. Uh, to, to end things, I'm going to leave you with another offseason uh, 2022 
Han quote to, to make you even more uh, angry about this past offseason. This is what Han had to say uh, this past offseason. You've got to set the bar high, Han said. That's how we set the bar. And should we ultimately fall short of it and be held accountable for that, that's okay. A lot gets made of my comments during the Bryce Harper and Manny Machado free agency where I talked about how we deserve to seat at the table. People have now turned that into a bit of a mocking thing when we don't sign somebody. So instead of sitting at the table, which is fine, we didn't convert on that, so we wear it. I think the message that this is an organization that is a potential destination for premium players is an important one. That's who we want to be. That's an organization we want to have. Uh, this is our aspiration. I'd rather aim high than manage expectations like, hey, we made it to the postseason consecutive years for the first time in franchise history. Success. No, it's about rings. Oh, Rick Hahn. Boy, oh boy. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Locked On White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Locked On Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get your questions in for the uh, Wednesday episode, the mailbag episode, Locked On Socks at gmail.com. Thanks for making Locked On White Socks your first listen. I'll make your second listen, the Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up on the next episode, we'll open up that mailbag, get to all of your rants and raves, questions, comments, predictions. Let me have it, whatever you've got. Uh, it'll be Mailbag Wednesday. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.